A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline Podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series, The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond. Hey everyone, Alicia here. Big news on the Lorehounds Network. There is a new podcast in town, perfect for science fiction fans, especially Severance fans. This new crossover podcast between David and John of the Lorehounds and Steve and Anthony of Properly Howard is starting with season one of Severance, breaking it down episode by episode with a side of comedy so that they are and you are ready to tackle season two when it begins in the new year. While I'm not involved in this podcast myself, I've listened to the first couple of episodes and they're hilarious. Um, I've got the complete spoiler-free intro episode for you to check out yourself right here. So give it a listen. And if you like what you hear, there's a link to the feed in the show notes. Don't pervert a handbook passage to me, okay? You are listening to a Howard plus Lorehounds joint covering the Apple TV sci-fi Severance. We are doing that in conjunction with the Lorehounds. So if you did a search for Severance Lorehounds, you will find our Severance podcast. Steve and I are going to be doing an episode by episode rewatch. And then John and David from the Lorehounds will join us every episode of season two. If you'd like to watch along with us and use this podcast as a companion, it's a fantastic show. I would call it hard sci-fi. It's really funny. Some world-renowned actors, Christopher Walken, John Turturro, Ben Stiller is the showrunner, and you can watch that on Apple TV+. Uh, All right, so I want to talk about Severance. And I feel like you're almost the perfect person to comment on this show because this show is so deeply rooted in office life. And you've spent the majority of your adult life in and around offices, right? I'm an office boy. Yeah, you're office boy. I don't feel like a lot of that makes it into your stand-up material. Uh Uh-uh. It's almost as if you have a bifurcated life. You've got your office persona, and then you've got your stage persona. Yeah, almost as if I don't have any recollection of one versus the other. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, I, it's it's funny because like people you work with are constantly like, "Oh, you must get so much material from this place." Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you tell an office joke. Uh uh-uh. uh I look at them and I'm like, "What about this environment is amusing?" You just you think it's too boring to talk about? Yeah, I'm like, like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm 
No, you, you can't wait to hear my next 10 minutes on pivot tables. Let's, let's talk about the premise of the show. The premise of the show, I think, is an expansion or a caricature of the idea that most folks who work in an office develop something of an office persona that seems to be some, somewhat related to their real personality, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. There's like this distinct difference between office Steve and domestic Steve or outside of office Steve. And so this show basically is, you know, taken taken to an extreme. The show is saying, well, what if people only had memories of their office life while they were in the office? And they only had memories of their outside life when they were not in the office. So complete severing of the two different halves of the personality. It's it, it I really took that took away from it a lot of that uh idea that we say, you know, companies will say, hey, this is a great place for work-life balance. And, and it's, it's hard to divorce yourself of the two worlds, right? Like the, the, the idea of there to be true work-life balance would be work is work, life is life. Mm-hmm. But we do carry over, right? And like it's almost impossible to not be stressed out or to be stressed out at work and not have that carry over to when you get home and vice versa. So would you be attracted at all to a severance procedure if offered? Um, no. No? Like, is it because of the show? Because I think that if I hadn't seen the show, I would, I might think, like, boy, it sure would be nice to just leave all of my work at the office and be fully present at home when I'm home. Yeah, well, that, and that's the, that's the allure, right? But there's the idea that it's like, that's, you're not just forgetting the work part of it. You're forgetting every other aspect of it, right? Every... Mm. You know, and so part of the reason why, and that's the, you know, and I think that's why this show does such a good job of taking it to that extreme is that for you to be good at your job, you know, you obviously have to have a certain amount of intelligence and training and all the things that goes along with that. But there should be something about your other experiences that you've had that you can leverage, right? Like, I mean, I, I think we see that a lot where you leverage experiences that you may have had in the workplace and you can maybe relate that to other power dynamics you may um, encounter outside of work. But if you don't have any recollection that you, that that's who you are uh, outside of uh, work or outside of home, it, it's you're, you're missing something, right? So this show is a little bit of a horror thriller, psychological sort of cautionary tale or something. But I'll be honest, if I had not seen this show, I think I would be really attracted to a severance scenario. I feel like it would just be really nice to only care about office politics in the office that to me that sounds highly desirable yeah i guess it's but yeah i mean just not having that accountability it's a lot of time out of your day that you don't have any recollection of right i mean the idea of of not having work stress Mm -hmm. is one thing but to take you know a third or more of your day and wipe it out Sure. <laughs> well, seems... and that's, I think that that's, that what you want to do is element, quit your right? job. You want to quit your job. That's, that's what I want. You do. want someone to implant a chip that makes you rich. <laughs> no. See, I think that would be really or, attractive. <laughs> or a chip that gets implanted that makes you content with being homeless. <laughs> if I could have that chip. Oh, baby. Yeah, I want a chip that makes me just a little less aware 
Just maybe a little dumber. <laughs> See, I think I would have been really attracted to that idea before the show because one of the things that the show brings out when you realize how messed up it actually would be is that what you're doing is you're creating a version of yourself that can never leave the office. Mm-hmm. Right? So you are <laughs> what you're doing is you're enslaving yourself. Yeah, so it's that and that is an interesting way to look at it. You know, because I mean, could you imagine like the in order for you to wake up every day, never going to work, a part of you has to wake up every day at work <laughs> and never sleep because a version of you that never sleeps. Yeah, they're rested, right? So they're rested. It's like they live That's in That's horrible because half the I mean, to always be rested, never have an excuse to just lay down, to walk into an elevator and then turn around and go back into that same <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it really is. It really is turning the workplace into this weird psychological rat maze. Yeah, because it's a turnstile, right? You go in, you go out, back to work, in and go out, back to work. And so that's the thing that's interesting, too, about the way it's done. I mean, obviously, there's there's something that happens when they go through the elevator that gives them the ability to know that it's a new day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as opposed to just go in with a go in fine, come out with a headache because you're hungover. Like that's wild, right? That's a bit wild. To go in just feeling gross and then immediately feel like you're you've just showered. Yeah. Or that you've just put on cologne or whatever it is. Are you a cologne guy? No. No nor am I. My son's a big cologne guy. Eh, about that age. Were you ever a cologne guy? No, I was. We never... all had we all had a bottle of Dracar Noir somewhere. I mean, look, the closest I ever came to it was like my dad had a fifty-year-old bottle of Old Spice. Mm. <laughs> you know, every now and again I'd sniff it, but there's no way I'm putting that stuff on. Yeah, my dad had like cologne bottles that were like I don't know if they actually were what the cologne came in, or if they if there was such a thing as like. You could buy a different bottle to put the cologne in that was like more decorative. Because I remember he had like, it looked like a clear old timey car. <laughs> yeah. And there was some sort of nondescript cologne, and there was like no, yeah, no label on it. Yeah, they used to do that with cologne bottles a lot. It would actually, you would want to shape the glass bottle as something masculine, right? It's like a ship or a car or something. So it looks like you're actually like taking a hammer to your head, but you're really just sprinkling it out of the, it was, yeah. the spout that's in there. <laughs> so that that the whole part of that whole part of your life is gone. It's like you never that part of your life never takes a shower. That part of your life never puts on cologne. That part of your life never has a cigarette or a sip of alcohol or watches television. It never leaves the office. It own that you're creating a creature out of your own personality that is enslaved within the office. That that's the premise of the show, right? Yeah. And it creates it's, it's like a it's scenario. cloning without cloning. Sure. Yeah. There you go. And it creates a scenario where the they call these sort of personalities innies and outies, mm-hmm. and the outies have all of the power, right? So I'm about to get into the spoilers here. Okay, so go watch Severance. It's on <laughs> Apple TV. It's nine episodes for the first season. Beauty of it is you can pause this podcast. Yeah. Go watch it. Pick it up right where you left off. And it's sort of like you're any at the office. 
you know, slap on a little cologne before you come back. Yeah. I, yeah. I, again, if you can get the Drakkar. Is it the Frank or the Beans? A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline Podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond.